Oh. I'm ready to start when yar 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 DJ Torsion sounds awesome. DJ Torsion and MC Abortion in the house for you muckers. No, stop that. We'll be spinning the discs. We'll be spinning the balls. That's why the. (laughs) (laughs) DJ Abortion scratching them discs like he scratched his girlfriend's lining with a. I think that's a bit too heavy to even put at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Your voices went very low quality all of a sudden. That's because I was hitting the microphone like that. No, but it still sounds like bad. Hello? Oh, that's better. Oh, maybe it's because I wasn't hitting the microphone, which is what I just said, you prick. All right. <laughs> London's changed you. <laughs> Fuck off. I will fight you. Listen to my iron brew. Wow, I can, can- feel the Scottish from here. <laughs> oh my god, I can't get it back in I can't close the can <laughs> You're a mess I know, I know, I know Now I'm in Jaden, FBI Victor Goddamn Sullivan Booker DeWitt Solid Snake Commander Shep Morton Sullivan You're listening to PlayStation 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 Radio Radio Radio, Radio UK this is PlayStation Radio UK. is 97.1 FM PlayStation Radio UK. It is Sunday, the 14th of February, Valentine's Day. And uh, it is Valentine's Day. It's, oh, what is it, 20 to 7? 20 to 7 in the evening. My name's Ben Simon is here. Everyone else is having a nice romantic dinners, candle lit. Who's to say we're not? Yeah, true, I've got candles lit. I'm the difference is we're not going to have rampant sex after it. Well, I mean... And this isn't a dinner, so... <laughs> play your cards right. <laughs> Cyber sex online over the internet. <laughs> AOL. <laughs> Add me on AIM for some sex. This is a golf to a weird start. <laughs> what is happening? Hey, look, we, we, did, a, we did a broadcast on uh, Christmas Day. Yes. So, And now we're doing one on, on Valentine's Day. Yep. How many more days do you reckon we could do? As an important day. Definitely Easter. Easter Day? I we don't think I'll be around, actually. We missed out for Pancake Tuesday, didn't we? We missed that. Yes, we did miss we, that. So that was an opportunity gone. And, you know, we could also maybe do... I don't know, what else is there? Halloween? This is Halloween. Yeah. How was your week? You got anything to talk about? How's uh, London? The sniffles that I had on the last show 
developed into full-blown like man flu. Oh God! I couldn't even I couldn't even look at light. Do you? <laughs> Good job your uh, job isn't looking at a screen. <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't go in. Oh, you call in sick. I did. My first six day. Uh, six day. My first sick day. My first six six sick day. Fuck. My so, first sick day. So if there's any if there's any bugs in the whatever game splash damage is making right now, we know who to blame. Yeah, I'm the sole person responsible for that. There probably just wasn't enough people in that day, and it got overlooked. And that, you know, it's probably going to ruin the game. Probably. <laughs> probably. And uh, I take full responsibility for that. But I, I was not I was not well, so I, uh, I, I came home. And so I had to make up for the... Because usually I, I go for a run in the evenings, and I couldn't do that because mm. I was sick. Sick as a dog. Simon, what what you know? Um, you work at Splash Damage. I know that there's mm. probably a lot of new listeners thanks to what um, Push Square did for us. Yeah, we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but you you work at Splash Damage. I it's do. the last game they ever made. Brink. No. What did they make after that? Um, they made. I think there was there was a mobile game. They also worked on their own IP called Dirty Bomb, which is a free to play PC shooter. Okay. Uh, they did the multiplayer for Batman Arkham Origins. And multiplayer. And yeah, and they also did the multiplayer for the I think it's the Gears of War Ultimate Edition right. on Xbox One. So how was your not run that you didn't do? Um, my not run, I, I started to make up for it. So I I usually go, I, I usually do two miles a day, mm-hmm. um, apart from the weekend, so Monday to Friday. So I was trying to make it up. And, and I missed three. So I, was, I ran yesterday, and I was going to run today, which is Sunday. And, uh, oh, Simon, I rolled over in bed too quickly. Oh, wow. And I managed to pull my calf muscle. But How quickly were you rolling over? I don't, I don't understand. It's happened to me before as well, where you tense your calf muscle Oh, I've had Weirdly. that in bed. You, you just, I've actually had it before I've woken up, and I've woken up in agony because my calf And it muscle. just feels, doesn't it feel like your calf muscle has been tied in a knot or something, and you think this pain oh, is not going to yeah, end? Yeah, it's painful, yeah. It's awful. I don't know what that is, but it's happened to me before, and it happened to me this morning. I thought, I had, well, if I, if this I stretch fucking my, sucks. If I stretch my toes too close up towards me or something when I'm in bed. Yeah, sometimes. exactly. It's that kind of thing. So I don't know what I did, because I've had it before when I've, um, <laughs> when I've leapt into bed. <laughs> you need to stop being a cartoon <laughs> character. That's what you need to stop. <laughs> and uh, and today I had it when I woke up too quickly. So yeah, you need to slow down. You're living you're living uh, your life too quickly. So I've got yeah, I've got I've got a bit of a deficit now, a run deficit, which I'm never gonna make up, never gonna give you up. Oh well. Yeah. So I, I just thought you wanted to know. I wanted to bring you up. You to could speak just you could just do six miles one day. No. <laughs> Why not? Because I got I got stuff to do, you know, and I, I don't like going to the gym any more than anyone likes going to the gym. So if I can get in and out of there quick, then that's that's what I'm going to do. Does your workplace have a shower you could run there? I don't think so. Hmm. And I'd prefer to run on a running machine because it's cold outside. Oh no. <laughs> yes. yes, it's cold outside. What have you been doing now? What are you up to? Yeah, um, well, let me just open my notepad because I've got a very bad memory. Speaking oh, of good. bad memory, I was at work and uh, I was on a reporting shift at a local radio station. Mm-hmm. So I had to go and report on this, um, something the government was doing. It was giving money to old people for loneliness, you know, loneliness charities that are combating it. Okay. Um, and so I, I did some research, found out what charity had had this kind of money in the past and went out to see them. 
what I didn't know was that they were all there. All the old people were there because it was lunchtime. And it was like right. a, they send the bus around and they, they get them all in. They feed them lunch and they just talk. I was stuck there for over an hour talking to them. <laughs> what did you learn? Um, not much. Spoke about football. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that when you get to that age, people make weird conclusions with their minds. So because I had a burgundy sort of lumberjack shirt on, mm-hmm. they assumed I was a heart supporter. Right. I told them I wasn't. Um, <laughs> and then you burned that shirt. <laughs> yeah, and then I just kind of awkwardly interviewed them all. Turned out quite a good, quite a good, uh, quite a good day. A nice. day out for me. It's a day out for them as well. What a treat for them. What a to treat. Meet you. Yeah. Anyway, that's the uh, that's the 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 pinnacle of my week's excitement. Well, thank you for sharing. Yeah, but I am going skiing next week. Oh, see, o- hopefully you will have some stories, and I'll be able to finally reuse that jingle that I made for when I, when I went on holiday. When I did the like? quiz. I can't remember. Anyway, I've got yeah. it, though. Yeah, so I'm actually kind of worried because there's been a lot of people um, kicking the bucket because of the avalanches out there. Oh, right, yeah, okay. Yeah, so I'm a bit worried. I might have to um, buy Do a whistle. Best. Okay. Know. Something or, or not go skiing. <laughs> not go skiing off-piste anywhere where there's an overhanging... I don't know. I don't know. How do you see an avalanche is going to happen? Just, if the cartoons are anything to go by, don't go near the yodelers. Don't shout. <gasps> exactly. Yeah. Which is the noise you'll make when an avalanche comes down. So you can't win. I can't really? win. Really? Fucking stupid. Anyway, Push Square did us a big solid this week. They did. A huge solid. Massive. Couldn't even fit it in my mouth. Yeah, you had to break it up to flush it down. <laughs> we were talking about different things then. Yes, we were. <laughs> Uh, they let me post on uh, the the website. They let me post a news article begging yes. for people to come and listen. I know for a fact that our, there are a few new people here listening. So thank you very much for giving us Hello. a go. And uh, if you like the last show, hopefully you'll you'll enjoy what we do. I would recommend, and I'm sure Simon would echo this. Go back and echo, listen to show one hundred. Back and listen. Back and listen. Look, shush. Simon. <laughs> go yeah, back and listen to show one hundred. It's got a little documentary of how we started. It's got like a little sketch show, which you might want to fast forward if you don't find it funny. And it's got highlights, <laughs> highlights kind of thing. In fact, just delete it. Don't yeah, really actually, you know what? Just, just don't go back to that one. <laughs> Stop listening. Uh, but uh, yeah, thank you to Push Square. And thank you for, for those of you who have given us a go and have decided to stick around. Yes. Anyway, I think uh, we haven't got much to talk about this week. Uh, so yeah, let's let's move on. What you game play? of the. Please try that again. Game of. <laughs> what have you played this game week? Game of the week. Game of the week. I've, I've played a few things. I know you've played some. Uh, you played the big one. So we'll talk to you about that in a second. Yes, I have played I'll just the quickly, big one. The big one. I'll quickly run through a couple of things that what I have done. Um, I got my ass kicked at Street Fighter again at work. Ah, uh, that's fine. Can't do it. Don't understand it. Stupid game. You need to learn it's the combos. Stupid. Different characters have different combos. Different you should have seen what I was doing. Just was like smashing buttons. All of the buttons. All of the buttons I was pressing. And I nearly won a round. I've got a tip for you. If go you on. want to win. Yeah. Go the green guy who has like an electric power 
Blanca? Blanca yeah, Blanca. He's got, a, he's got a power that kind of like, he curls up into a ball and mm. whenever someone hits him, it takes off their health. Right. And if you just spam that, it's, it's not a difficult combo to do. I think, I think it might just be as simple as just smashing the square button. If you just spam that, people, <laughs> people lose. It's I feel the most like infuriating thing. The person that I was playing against, who's the senior production tester, oh no, lead production tester, sorry, at Splash Damage, he's, he's a maestro. At Street yeah. Fighter, so he would know that he's he not going to fall for that. He would know that, but and there's probably a way to counteract it. But at mm. least you'd get you'd get some way towards killing him before he realizes what you're doing. I'll give it a go, and I'll let you know how I get on. Yeah, tell me next week. week. Uh, I also played a little bit of Rocket League last night with you. Yes, the new and DLC Colin. or free DLC that's patched in the new maps. Yeah, yeah, I went looking for it. It's not DLC; it's a patch. It's got yeah. new maps and stuff. It's very good. It is very good. It's it's not it's not like the snow one, which is just adding a hockey pup pup hockey oh, pup. pup hockey pup. I did like that one though. I did like yeah. this snow one. This one's a bit better. There's um different maps that are sort of like more experimental maps. One of them has two goals instead of one at either end, um, and they're separated by a pillar in the middle, and they're kind of offset at an angle. That I felt made it quite easy to score, but it does mean that it you know it's not. It's not unfair because you've both got the same goals to score into. I think so that that's my cool. favourite of the new maps. Yeah. There's, a, there's one with different levels on either side, like a little ledge you, have to, you can drive up. I like that one too. That one's quite good. It makes it very difficult to predict how the ball's going to land and how to get to it because you end up spending a lot more time in the air. We scored a great 1-2 goal We did. Last it was night. definitely well, not you, chance. You, yeah. yeah, exactly. You popped it up in the air from the ledge and mm. I was next to you and then I smashed it in. Yeah. Cool. Um, and the, the last one is a sort of circle, like a donut shape. I hate this one. I don't mind it. It's, it's more like a C shape. If you imagine a C and where the space in the C is, that's the two goals. Mm -hmm. So, and the ball starts at the, the fat end of the C. Is, is this making sense? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, so yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a circle, but the, yeah. yeah. You're, so you're, the goals are back to back. It's not like the goals are at the opposite ends of the circle, like you might imagine. It's a bit manic. It is manic. And there's no uh, getting away from the action. It's all happening. Yeah. What I do like is that you can drive through the goals to get to your goal quicker if you need to defend. So mm. there's like a shortcut. You can drive around the circle completely. Yeah. Um, and I that, like that. That is my least favourite one. It, it is probably my least favourite, but it is still a bit fun. It's one of those maps where if you're winning, you'll enjoy it. And if you're losing, you'll blame the map. Yeah, that's me. Yeah. So <laughs> we played that with Colm. He's a listener. It was good mm. fun. Chatting for hours about him. Um, relationships and as I listened different ways to poo <laughs> yeah I was listening to that in fact he, he was talking about how he's got a Vita in his downstairs bathroom which I thought was a a weird one because people will come into your house and they will use that bathroom as the guest the guest bathroom and they'll see the Vitas there and they'll be like this is a bit weird that Vita can't be very clean well I mean at least that Vita is out in the wild and not in a shop somewhere Okay, yeah. Yeah. People it might may not... live in a toilet. Better quality of life for a Vita, though, than hiding at Amazon. Yes, but this is not Toy Story, so... <laughs> <laughs> what I would think is, how many people don't know what a Vita is, and they go into that guy's bathroom, in Colm's mm. bathroom, and it's their first experience of seeing what it is. They might think it's some kind of weird, I don't know, toilet x-ray machine. I think you're looking way too far into this. I am. I probably There's, am. It's just it's just a, a, a pooping game console. 
Yeah, I actually know. <laughs> Do you remember there was a guy that was on? I can't remember what forum it was, but I was talking to him and he got fired because he used to take his. I don't know. It was a long time ago. A long time ago, it might have been a PSP. He used to play PSP whilst he went to the toilet at work, and his okay. boss stood outside and heard the <laughs> the sound effects. <laughs> and he got sacked for playing his PSP on the toilet. Wow. Yeah. So That's not impressive. recommended. It is impressive. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. What uh, other games? Apart from apart from Rocket League, I also have just finished Chapter Four of The Wolf Among Us on PS4. See, I someone asked me if you were enjoying it, or we got an email asking if you were enjoying it. I yeah. wasn't listening last week, and you said you were playing it because I thought you'd already finished it. No, I didn't say I'd played it last week. Oh, okay. No, so I have. I have already it played again? it. Yeah, I played it before. I played it on PS3 as it came out, and I I, I loved it, and I will not forgive Telltale for not implementing any kind of cross-save functionality between consoles. I so think is it's the, ridiculous. Is this a sequel? Is this Wolf no, 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 it's not. But I assume there will be a season two. So I bought, I bought oh. it on PS4 about two years ago, or a year and a half ago, and I finally got round to, to playing it. And I am thoroughly enjoying it, and it's quite nice to play it through knowing how it ends so you don't act like a total asshole the, the whole way. It's quite nice, quite an interesting, different way of playing it through. Yeah. Uh, but it's still excellent and definitely one of my favourite Telltale games. So you were just playing it so that when the sequel comes out, you've got the the save file? Save data, exactly. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my intention. And what happens if a sequel doesn't come out? Then I will have played it again and enjoyed it. Okay, and did I'm you... certainly... You hmm, paid for sorry. it uh, with a whole new price. You paid for it again. Uh, well, I had to. If yeah. that's if you know th- this is why I'm pissed off at uh, Telltale. Presumably there will be a season two at some point, and you can't import your save data, okay. which is again why I had to play through the the fucking Walking Dead season one for the third time, just so I had a save data on PS4 so I can play season two, and I haven't still haven't done that. Yeah, what did you get a platinum at the end of it? For for what the Wolf Among Us? Dead. The Wolf Among Us does have a platinum, but you have to do some extra stuff as well. Uh, have you done it though? No, no, I've only done season four. Um, oh, right. Sorry, chapter four. So no, not yet. Because I'm, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's weird to do this, even though there's not another one announced. What if it doesn't come out? Because well, let me put it this way: I bought this game a long time ago, and I finished the other game that I was playing. And money is tight, so I am playing through games that I have bought and not yet played. Oh, you bought the PS4 version a while ago. Oh yeah, was As that when a, it was I, in a sale or something? I think so. Mm. I think so. I did say that a few minutes ago, so thanks for Oh, wasn't there one of them so. that was in a bundle where you got like different versions all at the same time? Uh, I know they did a Telltale bundle was a that while the one you ago. Bought? No. No. No, Simon. Okay. I'm just <laughs> trying to figure out why you bought it again when there's no I, sequel I don't know how, how, how much clearer I have to be. I bought it a while ago on disc because I wanted to... A, I wanted to play it again. And B, I knew there was probably going to be a season two at some point and I couldn't use a cross-save functionality for my save data. So I was going to have to play again yeah. if I wanted to do season two with my choices. So what, what you're saying is you bought it for the Platinum. Oh. <laughs> I'm only kidding. <laughs> you're, you're so fucking tedious, you are. <laughs> So sick of your shit. Uh, what else have you played? Rainbow Moon. Rainbow Moon. That's uh, on PS4. Is it a sequel that came out ages ago? No, no, it's not a sequel. It's finally out on PS4. That does have cross-save. So you picked up where you left off when you started it? Yeah, I played it for a little bit. Um, although, actually, no, I didn't. I, I copied it uh, in order to actually use cross-save. You have to boot up the PS3 version, and there's been a patch 
quite recently where you okay. can save your data to the cloud. So you, right. you have to do that first. So I, I booted it up on PS3, played it for a little bit, and then copied it over to the cloud. Then I booted it up on PS4, tried to download my saved data, and it said, hmm, it looks like in order to play this, you, uh, you used all of these optional items when you played it in your PS3 version. You're going to need to download all of these if you want to play your PS4 version of this game. Wow. Because I reviewed it, and so the, the company... I think it's East Asia Soft gave me, yeah, well, yeah, they gave me a code for the game. They gave me loads of DLC codes to help with reviewing it, like money and that sort of stuff, you know, to uh, in-game stuff. So I have confirmed with them and it is all going to be free for people who've bought it before, but it's still a bit of a pain in the ass because you're going to have to download all of those items again, one by one. And there's quite a few of them. So that's coming out soon. If you liked Rainbow Moon before, then you can get it again. Any kind of upgrade enhancement, anything, anything like that? Not that I'm aware of. Because it Not does kind of, of feel like this is a way of them getting some more money. Possibly, possibly. I, mean, I think it's cheaper if you've bought it before. It's not cross-buy, but you do get a discount if you bought it on PS3. Yeah, but I'm, I'm guessing their audience they're aiming at is people that haven't played it, and they're trying to Probably. take take advantage of the new audience on PS4. I think it's Rainbow Sky is the sequel that they're coming out with soon. Oh, so it's so that people can play this before the sequel, as if you have to. Possibly, possibly. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of their reasoning, but it's uh, it's a sort of a top-down RPG, but it's sort of JRPG-ish in its setup. It's uh, yeah. it's good. I played it a lot. It's actually got some bad memories for me, Simon, because that was the game I played exclusively while I had my testicular trauma. Oh. Yeah. Wow. So this is I put fifty hours into it while I was just laid up on a sofa for weeks. Painbow testicles, more like. Exactly, so. Yeah. It came out in 2012. Yeah. Why are they releasing this again? Don't know. Weird. You can ask them if you want. Can I? Email them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're very good about replying. I think they might be getting us set up with some extra codes as well to give away, so. I had an idea. I'll go back to you on that. I had an idea. I was going to try and talk to, try and find if I can talk to anyone who worked at Slant 6. Okay. Do you remember who they are? Didn't they do your beloved game? They did. They made SOCOM Confrontation. And then they made Resident Evil... I can't remember the name of the game. It was that... Oh, yeah. Resident Evil Raccoon City, I think it was called. Oh, Operation Raccoon City, the the online Resident Evil game. And the reason I I kind of got this idea was there's a new Resident Evil game coming out, which is only online. And it made me think of the first time they tried that, which was with Slant 6. And I went onto their website. It turned out, turns out they um, they went out of business in 2013. Oh, they're gone. Which Resident Evil game that's always online is this? That's coming out. It's called. I don't know. I've closed the tab. It's it's. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, people are going to have to Google it. <laughs> okay. That's <laughs> what's great, the name? Thanks. What's the name of the the kind of the soldier people that you fight against? Umbrella. It's it's called like Umbrella Core or something like that. Oh, okay, I think I've heard of that. So it made me think, is this a Slant 6 game? Is this like, are they trying again? But no, it's not, because they, they've been out of business. Could uh, have some original team members, maybe? Uh, no, this one's getting made in Japan, and Slant uh, 6 was okay. in Canada. So I'm right. thinking, if I can get in contact with them and talk about what went wrong, what happened. I'm sure they'd be more than willing to talk to you about it. Even just like a little catch-up, you know, where's everyone gone? Soup so, kitchens, or <laughs> tell us, tell us why you fucked up. Why do you think you fucked up? Why did you think that Raccoon City would make would help your studio after no one liked SOCOM? 
Your last game was really bad. <laughs> Why was it bad? Are you just bad at your jobs? Anyway, that's an idea that I've had. It probably won't happen. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. <laughs> you played anything else? No, that's all I played. Talk to me about Firewatch. Well, first of all, I'm going to talk about Rainbow Six. Oh, for God's sake, will you just let it die? <laughs> Last week, I was quite harsh on it. And my main my main criticism was that it's a good game and I like it, but everyone is so good at it and it's only been out for a few months. Everyone's so good at it after those few months. that I've now new, put 700 hours in. <laughs> as a new player, it makes it impossible for me to get into it, to learn the maps, to have fun, because mm. I just die instantly. Okay. Well, I don't know what happened, but overnight, and it was literally the next time I played the game, me and the people I play with who listen to the podcast, um, quick shout out to Mark and Fraser, mm. we suddenly got good at it. And I, it was just that. It was a quick, I don't know, something clicked, something changed, and suddenly I'm as good as everyone else at it, or at least good enough to hold my own and in some games win. I would get top of my man. team. So... So now I'm, 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 re- I'm really enjoying it. It's not easy. You're still going to cop against teams that wipe you. And it's probably because they're five people that have played it a long time and they're all in, in, on party chat. So they're calling you out if you're, if you're dead and all that kind of stuff. Um, if they're dead. But most of the time, I'll come up against teams that we, we do beat. And that means that you can play the game the way it's meant to be played. So I'm, I'm really enjoying it. And I would recommend buying it now, but you have to be willing to invest a couple of hours just to get good at the game. I don't have two hours. Here is a a thing that I don't understand about Rainbow Six. Mm. They've got a season pass and it costs twenty five quid or something something like that. It's not it's not Christ. It's not as much as a as an EA season pass. Yeah, it's still an insane amount though. Yeah, but they are smart enough to realise that their community isn't big enough to split it into people that have new maps and people that don't. Because it would kill the game. And we've seen Mm. that happen before with other games. So what they've done is they've said we will make it so that people who have the season pass get new characters, okay? And right. the new character because you get different characters and there's different there's attackers and defenders and you unlock different characters that have a special ability. They don't really give you an advantage over the existing ones. They just give you something different. So one of them is you can lay a bear trap, which people can get caught in, that kind of stuff. Just different mm-hmm. abilities that you can get. But they're also available for people who haven't got the, se- the season pass. They just cost 25,000 XP points. Okay, is that a lot? It's a lot. It's a, it's a fuck ton amount. But it makes me think, who's paid 25 quid just to get some characters that they could get if they saved up? Probably the people who are wiping the floor with you. But I, I doubt it. I mean, they might have, only because they like the game. But they don't get an advantage for doing that. It just seems like the most retarded season pass ever. Because you get all the new map, all the new maps, you can still get the characters if you play the game enough. So if you do play the game a lot, there's no point in buying it. And if you don't get, play the game a lot, you're not going to buy it because you don't play the game a lot. Yeah, just a just a weird marketing strategy that I don't think works. Well, I think the the fewer people that buy it, the more that big companies like Ubisoft and EA are going to learn that actually, a you need it to be competitively priced, and b you need to to have it make sense. Because people just aren't going to drop, you know, if they've already dropped 40 quid on a game, they're not going to want to double up exactly. to nearly 70 pounds. Yeah. It's not even... stuff they're not going to see for a while and it might be useless. Yeah. I mean, this one isn't as much as like the likes of EA Battlefront season passes and stuff, but with those ones, you'll get an expansion passes. With this, 
with this season pass, it is literally a couple of characters. That, I mean, this one that's come out recently, I forget the name, I think it's called Black Ice, the expansion. And they call it an expansion. There's one new map that everyone gets for free, and it automatically gets added into all the different playlists. And there's two characters. Two characters. Mm. I think that the EA season passes represent better value for money than this one. Because it is literally just some weapon skins and two characters, which you can get anyway. But that's my rant about that. The game itself is really fun. I'm enjoying it. I've I've started to play it tactically. I'm starting to learn the maps. Um, And I find myself saving so many clips. And that just speaks to how many many times cool stuff happens. um, Or that you... It's one of the few games since SOCOM, since The Last of Us, where if the last guy alive and everyone's trying to kill you and you pull off some amazing kills and win the game, your heart is going like a train and you're sweating and you've, your hands are shaking. Not many multiplayer games make you feel like that anymore because most of the time, death doesn't have a punishment. You just instantly respawn again. Mm-hmm. But that's my little piece on Rocket, uh, not Rocket League, Rainbow Six, and uh, that's my backpedaling done. The nice. game of the week is definitely Firewatch. Okay. Came out the start of the week. And it's a sort of... I hadn't heard much about it. I knew it was coming out. I saw trailers about it ages ago when it was first announced. But I didn't know what it was going to be when I was going into it. I just saw it getting a lot of coverage and I thought, I'll get that. I'll play it. I since learned that there was some frame rate issues on PS4. And that it isn't that long. I was told three hours, which isn't correct. If you play that, if you managed to beat it in three hours, you were running the whole time, and you didn't do anything optional, which completely negates the whole point in the game. So if you finished it in three hours, you're a dipshit. It's probably going to take between four and four and a half hours to finish it, um, which I don't mind. I think it still represents good value for money. Thirteen quid for four hours, you know, that's far better value than you're going to get in any cinema you go to, any bowling alley, any pub, any restaurant. It's still good value for money. So I I didn't mind paying for it. The frame rate issues, they do exist. Hopefully they're patching them soon. Um, but I didn't have any bugs that broke the game and it was just a bit of slowdown. It's only noticeable because of how good looking the game is. Anyone that knows anything about Firewatch will have seen the art style. It looks a little bit like... Um, maybe a tiny bit like No Man's Sky crossed with Team Fortress. I've got the theme. You got the theme on, on PS4. It's a very nice theme. Yeah. And so, so the graphics are really good. It's ba- as far as gameplay goes. It's like a walking simulator, kind of like what was that game called? Sitting at the English Everything's village. Everything's gone to fuck. Everything's gone to fuck. It's sort of like that game. Everything's gone to fuck. Yeah. Um. Except it's more like Soma without the horror. There's some bits that build up a kind of thriller. You're waiting for a jump scare in Firewatch, which I wasn't expecting, and it builds that tension really well. There isn't really any jump scares or anything, though. It's not a horror game by any means. It just builds up tension, and it's a mystery. And it's a walking simulator. Except there's more stuff to interact with than there was, and everything's gone. everyone's gone to the rapture. So, And as well as that, and everyone's gone to the rapture, everything's happening around you. So it's all you're seeing stuff that's already happened. You're seeing people that have already disappeared. Whereas in this game... The setup is you're in your watchtower. The woman in the other in the other watchtower is your boss. She's called Delilah, and she talks to you over the radio. And so everything happens to you. Nothing is happening to someone else. So everything you encounter is is directly affecting you, which makes it feel far more 
far less like a walking simulator than ever, everyone's gone to the rapture was. Um, sort of like Soma. So I think this and Soma definitely have... They definitely have something that everyone's everyone's gone to the rapture didn't have in the gameplay department. So I, as far as gameplay goes, really good. But I mean, the reason you're going to play this is the storyline. And I know that you've been hearing... I don't know where you've been hearing it. You and your friends seem to have this sort of um, direct line to hipsters everywhere as far as gaming goes because it's what I've heard of the story everyone seems to enjoy it and I can't criticise the story I think it's really good um, there's different choices you can make along the way it's not it's not obvious like infamous blue or red choices in fact I've heard from the developers on, on different websites that you only have to talk to Delilah on two or three occasions you don't actually have to talk to her at all which for me was surprising because every other minute I'm on I'm on the radio to Delilah talking to her. The choices are there, and by the end of it, there's I don't want to say anything that's going to ruin the storyline, but at the end of it, you're going to want to discuss it with people. And so it might only be a four and a half hour long game, but the time that you spend talking about it to people that have played it, that's the real value in the game. And the storyline isn't some Hollywood... Um, love story where at the end there's going to be some immediate payoff and it's very obvious. It's more like a, it's more like a subtle Shakespearean tragedy. You know, it's a little bit depressing. It's a little bit realistic, and that's what made me like it so much. I like that kind of game. It does something different. It's not just doing the obvious thing. And the people that have criticised it, they criticise it because they're not used to any sort of media doing something that is daring or doing something that's different, doing something that isn't just. Uh, boy meets girl, boy falls in love, they walk into the sunset happily ever after. It's not like that. It's a realistic um, storyline, and it's a tragedy, and that's the whole point. Now, from the moment that this was announced, I was really looking forward to it. Yeah. Really excited. And I spoke to a few people who were reviewing it before it came out, and and I didn't hear negative things. No. But I certainly heard some mixed things, a mixture of different opinions. And as I mentioned earlier, money isn't overflowing at the moment. So I, I just I just can't I can't afford to, to buy it because it's even if it was universally praised, I probably wouldn't buy it anyway, just because I, I can't really afford it at the moment. Yeah. But it, it did surprise me that it was not well, I mean, obviously you thoroughly enjoyed it, but from, from the people that I've spoken to as well, it's just, there seems to be a, a strange mixture of opinions. Like, it seems to affect different people in different ways. Some people just don't, it's not, doesn't do anything yes. for them at all, and some people really like it. That is, without wanting to sound petty and just throwing the stones at the people that didn't like it, I feel like anyone that didn't like it didn't understand it. One person that I really want to point the finger at, that didn't, that just categorically did not understand this game, is Colin Moriarty from Kinda Funny Games. And I say that because I watched their spoiler review, which um, is on YouTube. And his the points that he... The, the reason that he doesn't like it, he completely misses the point. He thinks that the story is fragmented and different things happen that don't seem to relate. The reason I think he doesn't understand it is because they relate massively. Not in a simple dot-to-dot line-to-line order 1886 sort of way, more in a, in a thematic way. They explore the same themes, and the game is exploring one theme. So, so every story in it relates. 
Th- mm-hmm. That's why I feel like his criticism, specifically his, I'm not sure what the other ones are, is wrong because he just didn't understand it. And Colin Moriarty, as much as I like kind of funny games, as much as I listen to the podcast, he can be a bit of a hipster. And he can be a bit opinionated like me. Um, I feel like on this one, I completely disagree with his opinion. I'm not sure what else other people have said, but I would say that any good storyline, any good narrative will divide opinions. There's people that don't like The Last of Us ending. There's people that don't understand it. There's people that only like the ending after they've had it explained it to them. But that's the whole point in any good narrative. It's not meant to just be written to be to please everyone because no story will please everyone. They're meant to be written to to make a point or to explore certain themes. And it does that. And it for me, it tells a really good, moving, powerful story. What I would say, though, is that there are different stories in the game. They all they all explore the same themes, but they do it differently depending on what your choices are. So it could be that some people made some weird choices throughout the game. Mm. Or it could be that some people don't like an ending that isn't... Um, it doesn't spell everything out, doesn't tie up all the loose ends, doesn't... You know, some people play games to escape and to have everything spelled out to them. And there's nothing against people that want that because some people maybe come in from a stressful day at work. They just want to sit in front of a game and have everything spelled out to them. It's the same reason people watch bad movies and that kind of stuff. This isn't that. And if you went into the game thinking it would be that or it would just be walking through a through a map like Journey, then it might be not bad, but just something you didn't expect. I, I, I really am... I don't understand why anyone didn't like it, and that's why I kind of wish you'd played it, because we could discuss, in a sort of spoiler setting, why we disagree if we were going to disagree. But what I would say, completely sympathise with that you don't want to buy it because of your personal financial situation, but the game does represent good value for money out with that. If, if, if anyone was not going to buy it because they worried that it isn't good value for money, look at how much a pint costs in a pub. Down in London, you're going to pay a fiver for a pint, four fifty for a pint. So, less than three pints, and you've got a game that's going to last you four and a half hours. How long are the pints going to last? I'll play it at some point. At some yeah. point, it'll it'll either be on sale or it'll go on plus or something like that. But there's a lot of games that are similar to it at the moment that I that I want to play because I love these kinds of games. Everything's yeah. gone to fuck. I've, I fucking loved that. I thought it was brilliant, and I loved the story yeah. it told. I really like those unique, interesting games. That Unravel one with Yarny that's fourteen ninety nine or something mm-hmm. that's just come out. That looks interesting. I like the look of that. Then Gone Home has just come out on PS4. That's also something I want to play. The Witness is something I want to play. Not quite along the same lines, but yeah. different and unique, and I want to play these games, there's and I lot. will at some point. But there's just too many. They've just dumped them all out at once, and I don't really know where to start. Yeah. Well, and, don't. Uh, what I would say is definitely don't write it off. Anyone listening that's heard anyone that say they don't like it, or they don't understand it, or anything like that, go and make your own opinion. I'm not saying that my opinion is right. I'm saying that everyone will have different things from any sort of narrative. That's no reason not to buy it. Don't just rely on IGN reviews and don't rely on that kind of stuff. I recommend it. I would say the frame rate needs fixed. It is going to get patched. And the other thing that I would say. Um, in fact, no, that's that's pretty much it. This it's the um the frame rate that does need to get fixed, and there's because there is the choice system throughout it, which isn't spelled out to you. It's just depending on what you say at certain situations. Mm-hmm. It makes you think that you'd want to go back and play it again, but like any game like this, you feel like by the end of it, that was your story. Why would you want to experience it again? That's the way I feel, and I do wish that it had. 
A, a platinum trophy, because platinum trophies give you a reason to go back and experience the different ways that a game can be, sort of like Until Dawn. And because the trophies in this game, and I'm no, I'm not a trophy whore by any, by any stretch, but I do appreciate the value they add to a game in in terms of replayability to go back and get them and have something to aim for and also point you in the right direction because sometimes you might not know that you can do something until you look at the trophy list and it tells you that you can do it this game is sort of like the walking dead in that it just gives you trophies at the end of each chapter or the end of some chapters but there's no platinum either at the end of it because i knew that if there was a platinum you'd you'd have fucking bought it day one (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I heard there were only about seven, yeah. maybe less I've got trophies. No, I don't mind that. I just think that they could have done more to make the replayability more obvious because there's definitely stuff to go back and find different choices you can make, but there's no incentive to go and do it, which does feel like a bit of a loss that they put that stuff in but then didn't make you want to go and do it because there's stuff you can completely miss. Like there's things that make this storyline make more sense that you might not have found on the first playthrough. And so putting putting tro- hidden trophies in for the second playthrough to make sure that you, you go and get them, or you go and see them, or you make certain choices, that would have been... That's that's an opportunity that they missed, I feel. Mm. But I recommend it. I think you should go and play it. Is it better than Soma? And I compare it to Soma just because it is a walking game where you communicate with one person throughout it over a sort of radio system and build a relationship with them. Not in the same sort of way, um, but it's similar in a lot of ways. And I compare it to that. The storyline in Soma is far more... It's bigger. It's it, it's it's not about one person and, and their story. It's about, can we save humanity in Soma? And I find myself liking Soma more in terms of narrative just because of some of the stuff that happens at the end that I can't spoil. But I find myself liking the gameplay in Firewatch more because what I've spoken about on Soma is that the the horror aspects where you're meant to be avoiding certain things, certain creatures, I felt like that was kind of lame because there was nowhere to hide. Um, But yeah, Firewatch, I definitely recommend it. Mm. Good. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, what you what you and and a couple of your friends on WhatsApp were saying, uh, and my friends is, they're gonna wait for it to come on Plus, right? And I feel like that is understandable because people are hard up at, at right now. People don't have a lot of money. I do think this represents good value. So, but it is just like any game; you can only buy so many. And if you've bought one just just last week, you might not want to buy one this week. Hmm. But. I feel like the way that Plus is addressed needs to be dis- needs to be sorted from Sony because I think it does cost games like this a lot of money where, where people don't buy it because they think Plus, it'll be on Plus eventually. Mm-hmm. I, th- I mean, what do you think of that? I mean, they're not wrong though, are they? It's exactly the kind of game that would probably come to PlayStation Plus eventually. Well... Eventually, and if people yeah. are There's interested no... in it but aren't willing to drop the cash on it, then why on earth would they drop the cash on it if they if they think there's an eventuality where they might not have to pay any extra money for it? Because I don't think they're losing sales. I'm not saying I... that the person is wrong, the person's saying that. I do think that in this situation, Firewatch might not be a plus game. Hmm. Because, I mean, have we seen if everyone's gone to their app on plus yet? 
Well, it hasn't been that long. No, to be fair. I just think that if you're waiting for this to be on plus, there's going to be a lot of games that come out on plus before it. Most games, oh, most games we've had absolutely. on plus have been uh, new releases, new indie games have just come out that they know aren't going to sell. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's why plus and PS4 hasn't been that exciting. And and hope maybe this will come out in plus one day. Maybe it will. But I think that it it costs the developer business, and Sony should be doing something to stop that. They should say. I mean, the developers of Firewatch, if they came out and said, this isn't going to be a plus game, you either buy it or you don't, would it have sold more? Would they make more money? I don't think so, honestly, no? because I think the kind of people that are waiting for it to be on plus are the kind of people that probably wouldn't buy it anyway. But you the say kind, that... The, the kind of people that are interested... Isn't everyone that is saying that that we know, aren't they all people that bought Everyone's Gone to the Rapture? I don't think so. No? Because what I would say with this game is it's probably better than Everyone's Gone to the Rapture. Okay. Just in terms of the narratives are different, and I'm not going to try and compare them. In terms of gameplay, this one's better. That's fine, and that's that's great for people like me who yeah. loved Everybody's Gone to the Rapture yeah. and, and love that kind of genre, and and who are going to buy it eventually. Who yeah. will buy it eventually. But people who see it and dismiss it and think, uh, I'll get it on Plus eventually. Those are the kinds of people who would not buy it, regardless of whether or not PlayStation Plus was a th- was a thing. Um, yeah, they hopefully. might get it eventually yeah. if it was dropped down in price in a sale. But predominantly, I, I would imagine that those kinds of people are not the the target audience anyway. Yes. Well, hopefully that's true, because that would mean that would put my mind at Fingers ease. Because I just think I, mean, I hear so often people saying, oh, wait till it's on Plus. I feel like a lot of those games as well don't come out on Plus. I, can't, I don't have any evidence to back that up. I just feel like I hear it a lot, and I don't see many games on Plus, at least in the PS4 years, that really are good games. Most of them are nice indie games or small online games I can count on one hand the amount of games I've truly enjoyed that I've got on Plus on PS4 How many Plus games on PS4 are games that have already come out? I know most of the time they're new that's that's another thing people mm. saying they're going to wait for stuff on PS4 on Plus well we haven't really seen many old games on Plus at all on PS4 so they're going to have to get through all of that it could be 2019 2018 before you see Firewatch on Plus Mm-hmm. If that's how long you want to wait, then by all means, but no one will be talking about it by then. And part of the value with games like this is to play them and discuss them and discuss what It might what also just be in. that it's it's shorthand for I'm not willing to pay that much money for a game that I'm not that interested in because I have a feeling that if True. they were interested, then chances are if they are going to be waiting a couple of years for it to appear on Plus, it's going to be in a sale and that will be yeah. the time that they would buy it. Yeah. Um, so they may be saying that they'll pick, it, they'll get it when it's on plus, but they probably mean that I'm not going to pay that much money for it. I'll get it eventually. <laughs> yeah, but you got to drop the price first. Yeah, yeah, probably. Anyway, that's what I've played, and I do recommend it. Yeah, I look forward to playing it eventually, um, and and I will because I I was really looking forward to it, and uh, those mixed things I heard didn't stop me from buying it, as I already said, and and I I do want to play it at some point. Yes, if anyone if anyone has played it, send me an email. Tell me what you think. Fish and chips at playstationradio.co.uk. Or just wait until it's on plus. Fuck off. <laughs> Do you want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fish and chips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. It's an iTunes review, you bastards! PSRQ and Questions Listeners. 
First question submitted by Kurt Matthew Woods. Mm. Did you guys finally see GM's list for top 100 breakthrough games and games to play now much better than what the other magazine did? Did we find that anywhere? Did we get sent no, a picture of it? No, because it's... Kurt, it's in a magazine. If it's not online, no. I haven't I haven't got a copy. Do you have a copy of Game Games Master hanging around? Is that what GM stands for? I don't... Yeah, I'm so. going to Google... Did you Google the name of the list? I did. And it didn't come couldn't, up? Couldn't find it. No. If it's in a magazine, Kurt, then no. I didn't see it. But, Take uh, a photo ref- and we'll discuss He's it. referring to the thing that, uh, that we were talking about the other week. I can't remember who it was that ran the top 100, but they just admitted a load of big games that should have been on there. Yeah, the, I mean, the other one Which not only admitted big games that like Final Fantasy VII and games that you think had are... weird duplicates, didn't they? Yeah, the they also had weird duplicates like Bloodborne and Dark Souls, and it's like, well, only one of them is the game that set it all off. If anything, I would argue that Demon's Souls should be on it. Demon's Souls was so far ahead of its time. Love Demon's Souls. Yeah. Uh, Next up, Rapey Brown. Yep. Says, Dark Souls 3. Excited? Concerned? Will it be able to overcome McPinch's disappointment with Dark Souls 2? Was McPinch disappointed with Dark Souls 2? I don't know if McPinch was, but I was. I felt Hmm. that, as you know, I've platinumed it um, recently. I felt like it was a good game, because any Dark Souls game, any Souls game is going to be a good game. But it wasn't as good as Dark Souls 1. Which is what you have to compare oh, it to. I totally agree. I, I, I really enjoyed Dark Souls 2, but it did feel... You could tell that Hidetaka Miyazaki was not involved. Yeah, the level design wasn't as felt, good. And yeah, it was like the fire a level, lot of recycled and the water stuff. level, and the, the castle level, and the underground yeah. level. And it the was, thing that annoyed yeah. me a lot about it as well was that, you know, these games have a hidden lore behind them mm-hmm. that people go and dig for and search for. This one was about how... And I don't know that... I've, I've not read up on it for a long time. But this one, loosely, was about how it's like a dream world or whatever, or not a dream world, it's like a sort of, re- it's a cycle that keeps happening. So right. it's set in the same universe as Dark Souls 1, and it's a cycle. And so that's that's that was their like excuse for why everything felt so similar, which was just a huge cop-out. I mean, <laughs> I feel like Hidetaki Miyazaki, or, that's his name, isn't it? Hidetaka, yeah. Hidetaka. Um, I felt like what he does is he has a lore that he wants to tell, and he he just kind of sprinkles it through the game that he wants to make. And in Bloodborne, it was even more intertwined than that. Whereas this one felt like, we need to make a Dark Souls sequel. Dark Souls 2, this is. We need to make a Dark Souls sequel. It needs to have this stuff. Oh god, it feels a bit bit like the last one. Let's make the lore explain that. It was like... Bioshock 2 was the Bioshock oh, 1. Yeah. Still a great uh, game. Still a great but, game, but not as but good. <laughs> didn't have the original stuff yeah. that, that made the first one so good. It just felt a bit rough around the edges as well for me. Like You could peer mm. off the edges of stuff and the mm. textures would be all, all nasty and things. It was uh, it was good, but it wasn't no. it wasn't quite up to the standard of the rest of them. Yes, and that's, <clears> that, a lot of that is because Dark Souls 1 was just art. It was a masterpiece. It, it was incredible. Yeah. So so good. Yeah, the dark. Uh, it continues. Yeah, Dark Souls three. Am I am I gonna am I concerned that it's not going to be as good as Dark Souls one, mm. or that it's going to be disappointing to me like Dark Souls two was? I'm not concerned because of the fact that Hidetaka Miyazaki's back on the team. Yeah, he's not made a bad Souls game or Bloodborne game ever. So why wouldn't mm. I, why wouldn't this one be good? They also say this is going to be the last one. I think he gets onto that, doesn't he? Yes, uh, I'm not sure if it says so in here, but he says uh, he continues and says a lot of the gameplay footage looks eerily like Bloodborne, almost as if it were a sequel. What are your thoughts? Uh, I don't know. Does it? I know that a lot of the buildings have... look a bit less medieval and a bit in between. 
between. Between. Yeah, but I don't think it is a, a, a sequel of Bloodborne in any way. I have purposefully ignored yeah. all gameplay footage. I just, I, am, I just don't need it. I'm, uh-huh. I'm ready. I want to just go in. I've been ignoring a lot as well, so uh, that could be an uninformed opinion. What I just said. Uh, in fact, I've seen that there's the new opening cinematic. Is on oh, is, is online. Oh yeah, I, I, I saw that going it. up, and then yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it either. What's the point? I'm going to buy the game. Very I want easy. to go in and not know anything. But it's one of those franchises where you just don't want to see stuff. Exactly. Um, and I, I felt like I saw way too much of. Bloodborne, which didn't ruin anything, but the same with Dark Souls 2, just saw way too much of it. Yeah. Especially with the beta, that kind of thing. Uh, he says, do you believe Miyazaki? Do you believe Miyazaki when he says that this is it for the Souls series? Um, I don't know what From Software would do next. I believe I mean, I'm him. sure they could do stuff. I but think I'd that he is weird. being a bit coy. I think that it's probably this is it for Souls, as in there's not going to be a Dark Souls 4. But there but, will be a born. But or not necessarily a born. There could be another Bloodborne come out. Bloodborne supremacy. But I do, <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do expect there to be a game with the same mechanics. And it might right. not have the souls suffix at the end, but it will be maybe a new take on it with similar gameplay and and that's good. I like I, I don't want it to become an Assassin's Creed. If anything, I felt like Dark Souls Two was a step in that direction, that that direction. It came out too soon after Dark Souls, it felt like a sequel, it didn't do enough on its own merit. And when when you compare Dark Souls 2 to Bloodborne, and how different Bloodborne is to Dark Souls, I would have been happy for there not to have been a Dark Souls 2. Because it would have just been a different game, but similar. Mm. And that's what I'm hoping he does after Dark Souls 3. New it's series. Just cool. new ideas, new mechanics, different takes on the same successful formula. Goreville. I don't think that name's going to be uh, one that sticks. I think it is. You're going to pick it, be picking up Vilviles. <laughs> Vilviles, what the Instead fuck? of Souls. And you're going to call so. them Souls anyway, just like in Bloodborne. Remember all those Armored Core games? Armored Core 4, Armored Core 4 Answer, Armored Core 4 Life, etc.? No. No. Those are mech games, aren't they? Yeah. Doesn't really appeal to me. Love you, bye. Thanks, Rapey Brown. Andrew Weir, he's a producer sometimes. He's known <laughs> yeah. as the producer. He doesn't really produce Part-time. anything. <laughs> Part-time producer. Yeah. He says that Fallout 4 is too small. Thoughts? You're too small. Fuck off. I don't think that um, Fallout 4 is too small. It's very dense. Yeah, there's so much stuff in there. It's can't move for for detail and houses that had tell it like a weird little story without words. Yeah, and the map is is not as big as other games. But even when you compare it to The Witcher, The Witcher's vast, and there is a lot of detail in there, and every, the environment is very well designed. Mm-hmm. But it, just in terms of how much information there is by square foot, Fallout blows out the park, you know? Yeah, and if we're talking about square footage, then obviously that's different from the point that we made before, but I still think that that plays a role here in terms of how the the different guilds, if you like, the different quest lines ended up all coming together in the end and you had to choose between all of them. Whereas before, especially in Elder Scrolls game, that kind of thing, these types of quest lines and guilds all were totally separate of each other and you could play them through to their completion and then there'd be another quest or guild to join and do that sort of stuff. Whereas here, all of that stuff all ties in together and we have discussed it before and we agreed that it doesn't really work, but I feel like that might be why people, or maybe Andy is is saying here that it's that it's a bit too small. Oh, it's loads of, of stuff the to do. Storyline. 
Yeah, there's loads of yeah. stuff to do, but if they just separated those different guilds you could join and just make them their own contained stories, then it would make the game feel a lot bigger, I feel. Or even if they did make them cross over and you had to choose at the very end, but if they made that choice the very end, not like, because there's a lot that you can miss out on. Because you go through the main quest, you make that decision, and then that's it. The, the other the other guilds that you didn't side with, they're broken, you can't go back to them. If they, and even if you do go back to them, then it's not that great. No. No, they, None of them are particularly... I don't know. And a lot of it doesn't make sense. You know, the, the Brotherhood of Steel, I don't want to spoil the end, but they come across the... I was going to say the Inquisition. What are they called? The the guys that make synths. Oh, the... Uh, yeah, I know exactly who you They mean. come across Institute. them. And in true video game fashion, if you side with them, you kill everything and blow everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah? That's not really a spoiler. That's a, You can see that coming. Shouldn't the Brotherhood of Steel try to steal the technology? Isn't that what they do? Isn't that the whole point? Yeah, they do collect technology, yeah. don't they? So I felt like that whole storyline was just broken and stupid. It yeah. was only there so that they could have a Zeppelin fly in. <laughs> Which was nice. Yeah. I did like the Zeppelin yeah. Also felt in. a bit stale. We did that in Fallout 3. We don't want to see Brotherhood of Steel again in that depth. I loved Fallout 4. I did and as well. I'm, I'm... Map size-wise, I don't think it was that small. But I don't either. in terms of content, there's still loads to do, but if they'd have split those uh, those quest lines off and made them their own separate things, like the Thieves Guild from Skyrim or College of Winterhold, that kind of stuff, then it would have been... Well, it just would have felt a lot bigger, a lot more important. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I would rather have a game, a smaller map, but with less to walk in between the stuff that I want to see. Because mm. I felt Skyrim was sort of like that. It's because Fallout's a city, so it's very well populated, and Skyrim was a land... So there's a lot of farmland and stuff like that. Yeah. I felt like I was walking through a lot of emptiness to get to the next thing. In Fallout, it's just thing after thing after thing. Something you're going to see or read or do or fight. I like that. And I'm looking forward to DLC. Make it even bigger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll probably hear some of that at E3 this year, I thought. Hopefully. There is that Bethesda conference. Yeah, probably happen there. Uh, John W on Twitter says, currently Ben has 97 Platinums. Without looking at his trophy list, how many 100%ed games can he name? I'm not going to do that, John. <laughs> Especially since even most if, Platinums aren't 100%ed. Even if I could remember most of them, it would be very tedious. There's 97 of them, and even more games that have been 100%ed that don't have Platinums. So. Yeah. Nice try, John, but no. Johan on Twitter says, how much would you pay for a more up-to-date PS Now subscription that would include the PS4's latest games? Uh, I wouldn't pay because I don't have good enough internet to use it. In terms of you wouldn't be able to download it within the month that you've got it, it would take too long. Well, you don't download it, do you? You just stream it. Don't you? Uh, oh, play. Sorry, misread that. PlayStation. Yeah, so I can't yeah, stream the right. games, so there's no point in me. But it, in an ideal world, if I could stream the games, would I want brand new games? And how much would I pay? I probably wouldn't. I feel like there's been enough market research, not just from Sony but from Netflix and Amazon Video and uh, Sky Now, whatever they call it, to know that for having brand new films, they'd have to charge people enough that they wouldn't pay. You know? It would have to be optional. Because what PlayStation Now is right now is basically Netflix. It's old stuff. But who uses it? Has anyone used it I yet? haven't used it. I, I don't have good enough internet. You can't use it. It's the future, though. It's different, though. One day it will be... I mean, for all we know, PlayStation 5 might just be... They might not even have a disc tray. They might not need it because PlayStation Now might be the thing that everyone uses. Mm. 
I think it's going to be a while before we get there. Mm. But if they're going to, if they were going to do that, the, the maximum amount I would be willing to pay as a subscription would be 15, 20 quid a month. And that would be it. I wouldn't be willing to do any more. Oh, I would not want to pay any more than that. And and that wouldn't be enough for them I, to get brand new games. Think, so I don't think the appeal is there. It would have to be optional, and I don't honestly think there'd be too many people signing up for it. They would really have to do the hard sell to get people interested. And uh, for me, it just even though my internet can handle it, it's just not something that appeals to me. I like having physical games. I would rather have PlayStation Now not be a monthly subscription if it was pay by game and you rent it out, sort of like you did when Blockbuster still existed, and you went and rented out a game, like The Order, because you knew it was only single player, yeah. and you got it for like five days. Mm. That would be nice, if they had like seven ninety nine to rent a brand new game for, for a week or something. Yeah, that would be good, they'd never run out of copies. They wouldn't, either, no. Which would be nice, and uh, I know I said I like to have physical games, obviously I meant uh, that I like to own the game, because I do have a few digital games as well, but at least in that case, that game is mine. I paid for it, and I own it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they'd, they'd have to really ramp it up, because it's there, and by all accounts it works, but they really haven't done too much with it, it feels, so far. They don't talk about it much. Uh, they don't, do they? You'd think they would, because it's quite a big thing. I mean, it could be the future. It could be that, yeah. I mean, think of VR gaming. This is just one way that this could that could help it. You could have a VR PlayStation headset that doesn't need a console because it just uses PlayStation Now and just uses Wi-Fi. That would be nice, and you, you know that people are going to sink a lot of money into that PlayStation VR and it would be great if it came with a voucher that said, here, you can stream this many games. Yeah. Or well, here's a code to stream this game for, for five hours or is whatever. Is it still a beta, PlayStation Now? I don't think so. It's a prominent part of the store now. Hmm. I think it's oh, well. there. It's up and it's live and it's ready to go. It hasn't got many games on there. They're mostly PS3 stuff. Yeah. It might only be PS3 stuff. I'm not entirely sure. I'll have a look. But uh, I'm sure they're making plans to push that big. But for the time being, they haven't, haven't done much so far. Okay. Steve Fun Buns, or Steve May, what video game tastes the most delicious if it were food? Uh... I've got the I've got the actual answer here. How do I answer that? I've, okay. I've got the you answer. You have the, the definitive answer. I looked through my PlayStation list. What games I've got, yeah. mm-hmm. and I've never played this game, but this would be the yeah. best game to eat. It's called Dragon Fin Soup. That does sound nice. That sounds nice. That would be nice. I didn't. Yeah, I'm just going to agree with you because I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> what a strange and creative question. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> Next up. This is from Big Rich. He says, I enjoyed the last show so much that I thought you deserved another platinum. Enjoy. And he's drawn me a platinum, Simon. I like it. I think you should make and it the album art. Ben's platinum. <laughs> should I just cut the trophy out and stick it over the album art? You should. Thanks, Rich. Yeah, okay. Um, I'll do that. Ben does love those trophies. I do, even the fake ones. Thanks, man. Yeah. Next email comes from Jim Lloyd. Hey, Jim. He says, Evening, guys. After listening to the last show, I've got to say I'm surprised at the heat Ben was getting for his platinum hunting. As someone who loves a plat, currently 40 I believe, I found myself asking, are we in the minority? Also, I don't just go for plat, but I like to see the full 100% on my list. Thank you, Jim. Do you- Thank you. And hang on. Yeah? I need to I need to address this as well, because I, I do think some people... I don't know, I'm, I'm hesitant to say some people don't get it. I gave my 
views, not last episode, but the episode before when we had a level-headed discussion. And you could understand where I was coming from, and it seems no one else can understand I where I'm I do understand from. where you're coming from. I wonder if Jim Lloyd understands where you were coming from. Because I, I, I wasn't giving you heat because the... you hunt trophies. I was giving you hunt because you play games that are shit because of the trophies. Nothing yeah, against that's kind of the that's kind of the, the whole plan. But he doesn't he doesn't address that. He only says he only says he's got forty. Jim, if you're listening, you probably are. Email in for the next episode all your embarrassing trophies, just to prove that you're the same as Ben. And if you've not okay, got any, that, you're that's, different. That, yeah. Look, wait, slow down a minute, Thornton. <laughs> yeah. That's not the point I'm making. The point I'm making is that I like to collect platinum trophies, and uh, even the next email starts off with just just like a <laughs> Ben, what a twat, huh? Kind of thing, and it's it's I don't understand, man. Well, it's not because you, know? you collect trophies; it's because you go for the games that are shit, like Hannah Montana, and you only That's have fine. a few and of we, them. But we that spoke is about that. The, the we spoke it. about that, and we said, you know, sometimes I like to play bad games because it's fun, because it's it, they're easy and yes. they're, it's nice to turn off. And people just, it's, however, it's fun to laugh at me. The reason Let's people are that. laughing at you is because you come out on episodes like this and say that you don't want to buy Firewatch because you can't afford it, but you'll yeah. you'll sink however much money into Snoopy. Snoopy was from a time where I had money. What, like two weeks ago? <laughs> no, it's like a month ago, man. Still, it's, you know, I feel like it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long ago. You know how regularly you get paid? <laughs> month to month. Yeah. It's been a month. I don't have any money. <laughs> well, either way, that is probably why you get the heat. Um, and I'd be interested to know what, what bad trophies Jim has. I feel like you're not helping me here. Uh, it's not my job to help you. You're not very nice. Jim continues. Do you guys think you'll be playing the open beta for the div- the division? I got my hands in the closed beta and not sure if I'll be playing it again, even though it looked beautiful and was easy to get into. I will play it for one of the reasons that is right that um, William McPinch is going to read out in the news. I'm not. I'm probably not going to play it uh, on disc. I'm not going to buy it. I'm only going to play the beta, just so that I can be unbiased and say whether I still think it's going to be a disappointment. I played the beta, the closed one, and um, didn't like it. wasn't for me, yeah. so probably not. Um, and just wait, just wait until you hear what the story is in the news. Oh, good. Yeah. Jim continues, but anyway, to the main question of the day, having just finished GTA 3, Vice City, and San Andreas, I'm wondering what do you guys think is the best music in gaming? Mine would be San Andreas, as hearing Cult of Personality, CM Punk, Entrances music on the radio when driving on a rampage is always good. Have a good week, fellas. Love you, bye, Jim Lloyd. Thanks, Jim. GTA always uh, had good music. I think that yeah, the worst GTA yeah. was for music was GTA Four. You don't like that? That is the one song for me that I just always remember. That's from it, right? Yeah. I'm glad you understood what I meant I did, because I, I don't know what the lyrics are. Yeah, it's about the the pigs, uh, isn't it? Possibly, I don't fucking know. Music I didn't listen to that. Didn't listen to that station. But the one of the games that I really liked, um, similar to GTA, because I feel like games like that have um, have great music. What was the question they actually asked? Uh, the best music in gaming. Okay, if we're discounting original scores, because there's tons and tons of games with amazing original scores, like actual soundtracks with licensed music on it. Mm-hmm. Um, largely, I feel those kinds of GTA games, so sandbox games, that kind of thing, are really good for it. The Sleeping Dogs. Remember Sleeping Dogs? I do. Yes. I really liked Sleeping Dogs, and I really liked the rock station in Sleeping Dogs, and it uh, it actually introduced me to Blackstone Cherry, who I think are an amazing band, and uh, mm. they're one of my favourites now. 
I am going to go the opposite route from you and talk about an original soundtrack. Okay. Because I feel like anyone can, any game studio can, can, can buy music they like and put it on a car radio. It takes something more special to, to get music that fits the game and is also beautiful in its own right. The of course, the but last there's of us. fucking tons of it. The Last yeah, of Us last is probably us, the Journey, best music. Flower, Everybody's Gone to the Raptures, tons of that sort of stuff. There is. I think The Last of Us is a, is a step above, though. Personally. Hmm. Uh, what's the next question? Uh, this is Jeff Tasty. If LeBron James entered a little kid's basketball tournament and just dunked all over them, do you think he would display that trophy anywhere near his other trophies? For starters, <laughs> Jeff, fuck off, because you don't understand the point I'm trying to make. What is the point I'm trying to make? For me, that is this is the only thing. This is the difference. But that's not what it's about. Don't get angry. That's not don't what it's mad. about for me. I am getting fucking angry. I'm getting sick of it. I'm so sick of this. People... People... The freezer last week who said it was like collecting classic cards. It's not like that for me. I just want to get platinum trophies. I like getting platinum trophies. Why can't people understand? But why that? isn't it like There's that? There's no agenda there. There's no agenda. It's not to prove I'm better than people. It's not to say, oh, look how many I've got. Aren't I cool? I just quite like getting them. I like getting them. And sometimes I like playing bad games to get them. I'm not lording it over anyone else, you know? I understand I'm not why. Using it as a conversation piece. Yeah, but I just like getting them. No, I'm using it as a conversation piece because it's it's, exactly. it's fascinating. You're, you're abusing it because and uh, no just one's to, abusing to have it. a go no at one me. Is abusing feels it. like everyone's having no. Everyone's against me, and I'm sick. No of one it. is against you. Everyone just wants you to understand this. why getting Thornton. the dang matters. Thornton, you did this. What? You did this. I know I did it. Why? Well, no one's being mean to you. I feel, I feel accused. The reason Jeff has emailed in is because he truly doesn't understand. You collect um, sort of like action figures as well, right? In real life. No. 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 You've got quite a few. You've got quite a few, I don't know what you call them. Uh... Quite a few things on your desk. Oh, from, right, from yeah. I've, I've got a couple. Though. I don't collect them, though. No. No, but, but you like having them. For me, that yeah. is what a trophy is like, and I wouldn't want to have something representing something I don't like. I don't understand how how a platinum can be perceived in any other way than that, than something that you would want on your shelf. I mean, uh, we've we've already spoken about this, and... Uh, That's the bit you've not ever explained, though. You've explained you like playing bad games because you relax when you play them. That's fair enough. Yeah, and I like to get the trophy at the end of it. But that's the bit you've not explained why. <laughs> because because I like to get them. The, the, it's, it's as simple as that. I like to get platinum trophies, and I don't really care where they come from. That's it. So the question... That's it. There's, there's, there's nothing like... As I said, it's not because I want to be superior to people. It's not because I want to have the most. I just like to get platinum trophies. I find it fun. It's like a little game for me. It's a game in itself, to collect as, Yeah, to collect as many as possible. I, d I don't know why that's difficult for people to grasp, but clearly it is. It clearly is. Um, so in answer to Jeff's question about LeBron James, um, yes, he would display that trophy. Near LeBron trophies. James wouldn't, but I fucking would. Yeah. Ben's trophies cabinet's like kids that. Asses, he hides the, he has the, sh hides the shameful ones with the big ones. He puts the shameful ones at the back. Shameful ones are going at the front now. Fuck everyone else. <laughs> On another note, Simon, what do you think of hidden trophies? I'm torn because anyone who's going for the trophies will just fucking look them up. But I sometimes look at trophies once I have beaten the game to go back and clean up secrets and alternate options I may have missed. But I never jump into a game and just go straight to the trophies. Have trophies ever spoiled a game for you? 
Uh, that's a question in itself that we'll, we'll do before we get into the next one. I I feel sorry for people that go into a game and just look at the trophy list first and completely change the way that they're going to play the game because of it. What do you think of that, Ben? Um, it doesn't fucking matter what I think, does it? Because I'm going to get them anyway. Yeah, but would would you change the way that you're playing a game? Like what last week you spoke about, Life is Strange. You said that you're not looking at the trophies before you play it. No, I never look at uh, yeah. games trophies before I get it, unless I think, you know, as as with Snoopy, if it's a it's bad not game. Matter. Yeah. And I think, oh, are the trophies good? What are the trophies like? That kind of thing. But no, if I, for example, Mass Effect Two, I'm not going to look it up and play Mass Effect Two, knowing how to get the trophies. I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Uh, see, we both agree on that. I feel sorry for anyone that does that because they're they're hurting themselves with their addu- with their addiction, you know. Um, but I think hidden trophies are fine. Just look th- look at them after you finish the game. Um, and sometimes, if you if you're really obsessed with trophies and you have to get them and you don't want to miss them, usually if you look at trophy roadmaps, they're called, which tells you how to get the platinum and what like the how many playthroughs you're gonna have to do. Without looking at any spoilers, you could go and look at that roadmap and it will tell you if there's missable trophies. Um, if that's your thing. Hmm. Uh, Jeff continues Also, play The Witness The way it teaches you new concepts Through wordless difficulty increments Is astounding And I think Simon would get a kick out of it Cheers Jeff, I will play it um, I just haven't been You know, it's it, from what I've heard It's the kind of game where you have to have a lot of time To sit down and play it day after day Because if you if you spent a week without playing it You'd probably forget some of the stuff it taught you So I'm just waiting until I've got that time to put aside And then I'll play it Hmm. I love how that email started off with uh, with a jab at me, and then he just addressed all the questions to you. Fuck you, Jeff. Fuck off. <laughs> I love you, Jeff. You're done. You're done you. here, Jeff. Get out. Fuck off. <laughs> it really struck a nerve. And if you want to send in more abuse to Ben, it's fish and chips at PS Radio, PlayStation Radio. I'm just gonna delete them from now on. Oh, don't do that. Can't stop me. Final question, Ben. Yes. Hey dudes, good to catch up with you both last night on Rocket League. Just wish Ben would let us get a word in sometimes. Guy didn't shut up all night. <laughs> He's talking about how we played with Colum last night and Ben didn't use his mic once. I, I can't find the USB thingy for the headset. What about this mic? Couldn't you plug it in? It's fucking miles away from the TV. I heard you say that. I was like, if he wanted to talk to you, then he'd use that. Stop stirring shit. I love Fuck stirring off. shit with Ben. You're such a dickhead. <laughs> It's exactly the same thing you used to do when we when we used to play with Fraser as well. Listen to Fraser. You're like, I can't remember what it was, um, but you kept it's telling him that I didn't like joke, you. Though. It's always obvious. You kept that telling joke. him, like, no, because he thought it was real. No, I didn't. I you t- kept, you, no, no, no. You kept no. saying, I told him face to face. That's why I come on Skype and talk to you. I told him face to face that it was jokes, but then he carried the joke on with you by saying, this is, "Why do you hate It's going to come back and bite you one day, man. No, I won't, because I'm everyone's favourite. So. No, you're not. You're a fucking disaster on legs. <laughs> uh, carrying on from what I was talking about last night were with the use of walkthroughs or guides for games. I've used a few over the years. I think I even bought the physical guide edition for... guide. What am I doing? Guidebook for Deus Ex when it came out. Do you agree with them? Would you say that they kill the experience and enjoyment of a game? Like it depends what kind of game. If you're just buying the guidebook for a narrative game just to see how to do the mission how to do the mission then yeah you are going to get it spoiled because you're going to read the moment ahead you're never going to have a moment that you didn't see coming 
which is a waste. And a lot of people must do that because there's a lot of guides, there's a lot of walkthroughs for games that don't need them. There's people employed full time at IGN to make walkthroughs for games that just don't need walkthroughs. And some games will need it, and some games you will need to get help, things like Dark Souls and that kind of stuff. I still don't use guides on those kind of games, <clears throat> unless I've got stuck, and I just don't know how to finish what I'm doing or where to go next. But yeah, if you, people using guides, I don't know, instead of playing the game themselves, I just don't understand that. I've never, ever bought a guide no. before, ever. I used to be in awe of the guides for... The original Pokemon games, just because oh god, this thing's amazing! It knows where everything is, it knows where all the <laughs> secret stuff is. It can tell me what Pokemon I'm going to find here. That's the most amazing thing ever. But no, you don't need a guide to play a game. And if you do get stuck, then just Google it. Someone's going to have asked it already. Yeah. And that doesn't ruin it. That doesn't spoil it. You know, you're just doing you. Play the game. If you get stuck, then get some help. That's fine. Yep. You know. It's not like it was in the 90s where you used to get stuck on something for three weeks and you had to call a support line. It's not like that anymore. You don't have to put yourself through that. If you need help, <laughs> ask for it. If anyone does look at guides before they play the game, email in. No. Because I, I know no there's some people that, that look at... Can't do that. I know some people that look on Wikipedia for the ending of films just because they can't Oh, yeah, some people... My mum goes to the last page of books to read the last page. I just don't get that. I just don't understand. No, neither do I. It's weird, isn't it? It's so stupid. I don't understand. Um, I get that can be useful when you come up against a section you're really struggling with or using as a clean-up once the game has been clocked. Yep. Yeah, those are probably the only exceptions yep. that I would ever use any kind of help for. Also for bits of... And it's, it's a very unique example, but for things like Dark Souls and Bloodborne, the, the game guides actually sometimes have different item descriptions and stuff and people buy those guides and they analyze them to reveal extra word. stuff yeah to reveal but these people stuff. post them online so you're not going to have to do it no i don't have to do it no never have to do it uh have you guys ever used one either from the beginning of a game or as a cleanup for intel collectibles not a guide not a, an official strategy guide no i've used some online stuff for Help I had the and clean up i had the official it. little big planet guide i don't know why i just did why where did you get that from Online, and why does that exist? I don't know. It was a company that made Go tons right. of them. It had like the. Um, I don't think it was made by actual media molecule, right. but it had exact locations of all the objects you might want and stuff like that. So that's why I wanted it, because hmm. um, I went through a phase of being obsessed with that game. But it was a very short phase, <laughs> um, and I've actually been going through stuff that I'm going to burn today. Um, burn? Yeah, because there's so much. You know, I've finished university and I've got all this paper and I'm looking through and there's stuff from fucking 2009 paper that I've just got. Um, have you got a nice glossy strategy guide? I'll have it. Letters from solicitors that's... Um, or from car accidents from years and years ago. Mm, from all the people you killed. Yeah, and it's just, you know, I don't need that mess in my life. I don't want to bin it because there's a lot of personal information there, so I'm going to burn it. And the guide is in that pile. If you want it, I will send it to you. Send it to me. I'll have it. Cool. I'm going to send up a game to you soon as well, by the way. Did you ever play The Wolf Among Us? I think I bought the first episode on PS3, and I've only not played it because it's on PS4. So I would play uh, it. I, f I feel like that would be the Telltale game that you like the yeah, most. Yeah, so far it is. So far it is. Yeah, From, I'll send it up to you. Um, I w that's another thing. I was going to try and get you to play hard... Um, what's it called? Firewatch. And then I realised oh, you yeah. can't game share on PS4. No, no, because my, my buddies tried to get me the the witness because they both bought it and i downloaded it you have to be signed in as them to to play it and i don't want to deprive um 
what's his face of the money, you know, because he's worked really hard on yeah. it, and I will buy it at some point. Would you play at it some point. and avoid? If you if it meant because it's only a couple, it's only a few hours long, four hours long. If it meant right. playing it, not getting a trophy, but it, having experienced it, so that we can discuss it, would you do it and then buy it later and uh, get the trophies probably. on a different playthrough? Probably. You should think about doing that. Okay. Well, uh, yeah, that sounds good. That's very generous. We'll have a we'll have a word. Um, but any listeners that are listening that have got anything against that, write in any abuse to Ben. <laughs> yeah, I'm dealing really well with it. <laughs> He's not getting stroppy at all. <laughs> I'll just swear at you. Catch you both soon. Love you. Bye. Cheers, Colm. Colm. Thank you very much. Hey, we should move on to the news. Those news guys, they've got, they're holding their middle fingers up through the window. Yeah. We need to get on. PSR UK News, bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts, this is PSR UK News. Yesterday's headlines. Crash Bandicoot is returning. Titanfall 2 is out next winter. There's no Assassin's Creed game this year. And the division is only five gigabytes bigger than its beta was. How do you do, I'm Willie McPinch. Crash Bandicoot hasn't had a new game since PS2, but now the wee, the wee fox. I, th- I think he's a fox. Now the wee ginger prick's getting a new game, probably. Yes, Willie. By the way, I'm pretty sure he's a bandicoot. That is a real animal, you know. The news of him returning comes after the head of NECA Toys, that's a toy company, mentioned that they were making Crash toys to coincide with Sony's new Crash Bandicoot game. It's only a rumour right now, but Sony Middle East also tweeted a photo of the Bandicoot, so this probably will happen. The only thing more regular than Bobby's period is Assassin's Creed games. Willie, that's not very nice. Ubisoft, though, says there isn't going to be a new Assassin's Creed game in 2016. The company says it's stepping back and analysing the franchise. It's after an admission that the sales of the last arse arse were truly arse arse. Looks like Ubisoft is finally coming to its senses. In other unrelated news, Assassin's Creed clone Watch Dogs is getting a sequel next winter. And the finished version of The Division is only 5 gigabytes bigger than the beta. What does that mean, Bobby? Well, Willie, it's hard to say, but it does seem like the game's destiny to disappoint. Get it? Get it, Willie? Christ, I fucking hate you. That was this week's top stories. Now it's over to Ben and Simon to discuss it in very little detail. I'm Willie McPinch, and until next time, bye Firewatch, you fucking cheap bastards. Well, hooray for Assassin's Creed taking a break. Yes, and hopefully that means that they can make good games, not just... Assassin's Creed games. Yeah. And they should and have they should have seen that this was happening a long time ago. Maybe it was too late. These they're probably already in pre production along I mean the next one will be in pre production. Hmm. Now. They'll be doing it. But it just won't come out. The thing is that there's always yeah. there's always something new in the games. And it's usually something quite good. Mm-hmm. But it's never big enough to make people want to buy the game. That's that's what I see. If they just backed up some of those ideas and put them all into the same game. People would really be we'd be up for buying it and playing it. It's too big of a franchise not to have a new game coming out in 2017, particularly as 
the film is coming out soon as well. That's yeah. way into production as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but look at what Activision did with Guitar Hero, where they just retired it yeah. for ages because there was shit coming out every year and it was just incessant. And then it, they brought it back. Yeah, People love it. But what they need to do, in my opinion, is they have to find another series. They need to get another successful Ubisoft series like Assassin's Creed and alternate it. So that there's always a gap between the Assassin's Creed game, but there might be something... I'm not going to say Watch Dogs, because I don't think that would survive more than maybe two games. Mm. But something like that. Something open world that they That's can That's just release. the problem with Ubisoft open world games. I know, though. I know. I'm so sick of the same, sandbox yeah. Ubisoft games. They're all so similar. And they're not just come out of that Ubisoft they're factory. Not, the actual open world itself, the environment, mm. is never that good. There's never that much. No, you need something new. You need something yeah. interesting. Something different. Um, what do you think of the division? Only five gigabytes bigger than the beta. I that is um, something that's like twenty-seven gigabytes was the beta, and it's only going to be something like thirty-two. Maybe there was a lot more. I don't know. I, why would I, they make I, you download? Sure. Why would they make you download stuff that you're not playing though? That's my worry about the division. That's what you would. That's what you would imagine. I have very, very little experience in the production side of Same. the games industry. So do but I. from what I understand, when things are in these not early stages, but when they're getting stuff out the door that's just trying to work, it can be very, should we say, unrefined in terms of how it's constructed. So it's just like if you would imagine putting a plaster over a crack on a ship's hull. So it's like just they're just quick fixes to make things work to make things connect so they all go together. And that might be what they the kind of thing they've done with the beta, just so it all works, just so they can get people to try it, but the final game will be properly refined and put together properly. But why would that, that change might be the, why. Why would that make it only five gigabytes bigger? Well, that, that might be why, because it's far more refined. So they've managed to get the file size down and oh, actually build it okay. up properly yeah. rather than just sort of stacking yeah. it all up on top of each other. Uh-huh. Um, in the game's defence, it could also be that they actually had a lot of the game that you couldn't play in the, in the Division beta. And for whatever reason, it was easier to just make those not playable, but still there, than it yeah. was to put it through QA again and see that it all works exactly. in a standalone environment. It However, could well break the game yeah, by them uh-huh. taking that stuff out. What I would say, though, is it could also be, and I'm trying to be very impartial here, it could also be like Destiny was, where the beta is exciting and fun to play for people, but there's not much else in the actual game and that's <laughs> yeah, what we I, felt when we played the beta of I wonder how much from a assuming that the beta's code and structure is identical to the full games I wonder how maybe 5 gigabytes is the difference maker in terms of this, either the features that are not in the beta or just the assets for extra parts of the city Maybe five gigabytes is all they needed for the rest of the city for you to run around in. But it's likely, as you said, that the rest of the city was probably in there. Or, or at most least of it, it. you yeah. just couldn't couldn't get to it. Another another bit of news that they wasn't that they didn't say in the in the news was uh, yeah. the division developers. I don't know who they are, but they released stats on what people did in the beta, the closed beta. Okay. And there's something called the dark zone, which is where you can go and it's like. There's better loot. You can go and have a team But you can match. kill anyone, and anyone can kill you, and you can kill your teammates. And in that area, in the dark zone, 85 or, or more than 80% of people decided to turn on the people they were playing with. And this is exactly my point and why 
I don't think it's going to be a good game. Mm. Is being able to turn on people is a fun mechanic, but when it is the mechanic that everyone does and everyone uses, and it's the it's just what you take as a given, suddenly the game isn't fun. No one's going to buddy up in there. Yeah, and that's what happened in DayZ, the zombie game on PC, is you spawned at the coast, and you didn't have to kill anyone. The whole idea was that you meet humans and you might try and help them, and you'd only get a few people that are like what you see in zombie films, the cannibals that are going to try and kill everyone. Mm-hmm. But that's not what happened. Everyone just turned into wanting to kill everyone, so it was like a massive team deathmatch on a huge scale. That, I don't think, works. Human um, instinct to kill people when they get the option to is going to overrule the fact that it won't be a fun game if you do that. Yeah, if you get a big red shiny button that says something exciting will happen if you press it, yeah, uh-huh. people Everyone's are going to do, do it. it. People yeah. are going to do it, and that's what I—that's what I'm quite enjoying. Just parlaying this into what I was saying earlier about the Wolf Among Us. It's what I'm quite enjoying about playing it through again because I know the character of the the sheriff, Big B. He's a hot-headed guy, so he's going to like fly off the handle at almost anything. But it's quite. It's quite nice and quite interesting. Nice is not the right word. I don't know why I said that. Quite interesting to see how he reacts in terms of when you get given the option to someone's basically talking smack in your face and you can punch them or just talk Mm -hmm. to them. Now, most people are going to want to punch them because they get the option to punch someone. They're going to punch someone. Uh, But choosing the other choice is actually quite interesting. Obviously, that's not the case here with the division. similar sort of like waving the carrot in front of someone's face and and then expecting them also to not take it it's just weird weird game design isn't it yeah because people are going to want to do it of course they are that's why over 80 percent of people did anyway that's some of my worries about the division let's talk about crash bandicoot do we have to does anyone want a crash bandicoot game it's not even that from that for me that isn't the worry it's what is a crash bandicoot game going to be in this generation of consoles He's going to have tribal tattoos. Oh, no, wait, they already did that. (laughs) Because going back to Crash Bandicoot games on PS1, Mm. they're not fun. They're very difficult. And they're that kind of third-person platforming didn't really survive. That's dead. That doesn't exist anymore. I feel like a lot of people, almost everyone, had a copy of Crash Bandicoot. I can't say for sure how many people loved it. What studio is going to make it? It's obviously not going to be Naughty Dog because that would be a waste of talent. I just want a new Crash Team Racing game. That's all I want. It could be as simple as that. That that could be what they're making. And that's the obvious thing of what Mod Nation Racer should have been. Yeah, I don't don't want to create stuff. I just want a good kart racer. And it doesn't have to to be like a a PlayStation All-Stars kind of thing. But yeah, Crash Team Racing was my Mario Kart. I fucking Mm. loved that game. Yeah, that could be what they're making. Obviously, it's only based on a poster thing that PlayStation Middle East posted on Twitter with a photo of Crash Bandicoot and a toy company saying they're making toys of Crash Bandicoot. But we'll I, I, I struggle to see what toy, what sorry, what game it would be, how you would make a good Crash game. I would like to say that if you were going to revive Crash Bandicoot, the time to do it would have been for Vita. It should have been a launch Vita game and it should have been the system seller. It should have been, remember Crash Bandicoot from your childhood? The only way to play is him again is on Vita. And that kind of game would work on Vita. That's a slightly what they did more... with PSP, with yeah. Medieval, had uh-huh. a PSP game. A slightly was... more refined Crash Bandicoot Average. platformer game would have mm. worked on Vita, but it will not work on PS4. And they've missed the boat, because Vita's dead. It's sitting in people's bathrooms. <laughs> just one, just one bathroom. Just one, the rest of them are in Amazon warehouses. 
I feel like the PlayStation faithful will cheer a returning hero. But beyond that, I can't think of any kind of Crash Bandicoot game beyond a kart racer, which appeals probably exclusively to me that I would ever want to play. No. But that, what that says to us is that it has to do something different. It cannot be a Crash game that we've seen before because those it's a games... dungeon crawler roguelike. They will not work. Yeah, maybe that's going to be Bloodborne 2. He plays Crash Bandicoot. Oh, imagine, maybe he's one of the bosses. Maybe. <laughs> just want to kill him. Yeah. Anyway, is that all we got to discuss? That is it. Sweet. I would like to very quickly point out that uh, while we were talking, Kurt Woods has actually sent in some pictures of the magazine. Okay. Games Master Top 100. Stay tuned for the next episode. We'll, we'll talk about it next time. Talk about yeah. it next time. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show, end of the show. End it show. End of the show. Thank you very much for listening. And yeah. uh, if you don't understand why I collect platinum trophies, then uh, then fuck off. Yep, and if there's anyone that um, anyone that was listening for the first time today, um, then hopefully you enjoyed it and you stick with us. If you, if you did like us, leave us an iTunes review. Yes, you bastards, we do need those. We did actually um, pop into the top, what was it, top 15? On the charts, the iTunes charts? Yeah, we got really high. I think we were 10 at one point. Over the course of the we week. We were so in between Beyond fantastic. and Kind of Funny Games, so that's huge for us. And hopefully people stick with us. And surprising as well, because, you know, we're the only podcast in the world, so I don't know where these other ones were. Yeah, if, I mean, if anyone's listening yeah, to me know. mention those podcasts and they don't listen to them, they don't exist. No, I've never heard of them. So. Stick with us. Weird, <laughs> weird. How can people get in contact with us if they want to? You can go on our website which is www.playstationradio.co.uk and on there you'll find links to our Facebook which is facebook.com slash playstationradio.uk our Twitter is at PSRadioUK get on our PS4 community you can find it somehow also you can add us on PSN if you find our PSN IDs on our website and leave us an iTunes review you bastards you bastards hey yep. Simon yep will you be my valentine no okay love you love you bye, bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK. If you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a mass of crap.